Okay, folks, welcome back to the Sammy Hour. We have made it to season two, episode three. Uh, season one was a success, as I said before. The last episode was great with uh, my uh, teacher, Mr. Ward. Check that out if you haven't. It's about pursuing morality. Great message in it. Great advice is giving, gi- <clears throat> given. And it's a great balance between, you know, goofiness and, and seriousness. You know, you hear funny stories on how I act in class. But anyway, we're back. It's season two, episode three. We have an amazing guest, Assemblyman Vince Vong. Uh, I'm, I'm pumped he's here. I'm actually stoked he's here. I have a politician here. I have an assemblyman here. I, when I first started this podcast, I didn't think I would be able to get someone like this on. I had my dad on, started simple, had friends on, had teachers on, and I've gradually built up to politicians. So here we go. We have Assemblyman Vince Fong on. Welcome. Uh, thanks for having me. I'm excited. Yes, yes. I'm very excited too. Um, but as I was saying before, you're the first politician on. I'm going to give the audience a little sneak peek. I would love if um, Kevin McCarthy was on one day. <laughs> okay. That, that would I'll, take, I'll, I'll call Kevin. I'll yeah. call Kevin and get it, him on your podcast. Th- that would be a tough one to do. But if we can do it. We'll make it happen. That'd be awesome. We'll make it happen. Yeah. But uh, anyway, um, Mr. Vince Fong, uh, how did you get into the political world? So I got into politics kind of by accident. Um, I was a, um, I was uh, active in high school. I did mm-hmm. forensics, so I really okay. got into like the current events, um, uh, debate, mm-hmm. like world, uh, just following what's going on um, in the news. And so when I went to UCLA, uh, I studied political science. Okay. And I got my degree, and my bachelor's in political science. And so my my summer after my freshman year, I came back home to Bakersfield. And uh, my parents said I couldn't stay at home without a summer gig, <laughs> so um, which they were they were correct about mm-hmm. that. Smart. And so um, there was a uh, uh, kind of a, an article in the paper, a, prom- a promotion to uh, advertising an internship with the local congressman. Mm-hmm. And the local congressman at the time was Kevin's um, Kevin McCarthy's predecessor, Bill Thomas. Okay. And so uh, I applied, and I said, "Hey, I I don't want to go to D.C." Uh, I wanted I wanted to work in your Bakersfield office. Right, right. So I applied uh, and I got it. And so um, you know I cut newspaper clippings. I got people's coffee. I answered mm-hmm. the phones, and um, and I met someone named Kevin McCarthy. Okay. Kevin McCarthy was a district director <laughs> um, at the time for Bill, and he he and I became friends. He became, became and still is a great mentor of mine. And so um, he got me involved in, in different community activities and projects. Mm-hmm. And so I really got the. Uh, I really got the bug to try to help out and, and give back to the community and, and get involved in, in politics. And so as I uh, went back uh, to college, went back to UCLA the next year, and um, they said, hey, you know, you spent your, your summer in Bakersfield. Do you want to go to D.C.? And so uh, I plot, they said, hey, we got an internship opportunity in D.C. So right. the, next, the next summer I went to D.C. and worked for Bill um, in, in the D.C. office. And then I went to grad school. And um, I needed a summer job um, when I was in grad school. Um, so when I was at Princeton, um, Washington, D.C. was pretty close. Mm-hmm. And Bill was, became the chairman of the Ways and Means Committee, a very, very powerful committee in Congress. Now, what does that committee do? So the Ways and Means Committee, uh, their jurisdiction is taxes, health care, okay. trade. Mm-hmm. And uh, so all the big, all the the big, big, the, all the big, <laughs> the big, the big topics. Yeah. <clears throat> and so... Uh, my intern coordinator, when I was in D.C., he had moved over to the committee. Okay. So he's like, hey, just come work for me. Mm-hmm. So I uh, was a fellow for him and worked on the Ways and Means Committee doing trade policy. And so 
um, did, did, did that for a summer. I had, had a blast, amazing thing, amazing opportunity, amazing things were happening at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and then, so when I graduated grad school, uh, Kevin had just got elected to the assembly, right, the seat right. that I currently have. And so the spot was open to work for Bill Thomas. Mm-hmm. And so, um, they said, Hey, you, you know, Bill, <clears throat> you're from Bakersfield, born and raised, um, you want to come back and work mm-hmm. for Bill in Bakersfield. And so I had been looking at jobs on the Hill and in D.C. and in New York. But, um, you know, the opportunity to come home was, was, was very enticing. So I came back home, worked for Bill Thomas for two and a half years, was his spokesman, was his, uh, was his district rep uh, in town. So I kind of got involved uh, more so um, each, each time I, right, I, right, right. I, I kind of went kept up, the, moving up, in the, <clears throat> up the ladder. Sense. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then, uh, and then, so Bill retires. Mm-hmm. And so I was going to go back to school, uh, probably get my MBA. Mm-hmm. And Kevin calls me and says, hey, um, I'm looking to run for Congress um, to succeed Bill. Um, do you want to help run my campaign? And now how old are you at this time? So at this time, I'm 25 years old. Okay. I, I had come I'm back to Bakersfield about 20, uh, 22, 23. Okay. And you had graduated from Princeton at that time? I graduated from okay. Princeton, got my master's in, in, um, in public affairs. Um, and so... Kevin gives me an opportunity a lifetime. I'm 25 years old. I've never run a campaign before, um, but he had uh, enough faith in me to say, "Hey, I'm going to give the, I'm going to give him a chance." Right. And so, um, ran his, we we ran. Uh, Kevin, we won. Kevin becomes congressman, um, and then he has his meteoric rise. Uh, I run his um, his district in California operation. Um, so for 10 years, you know, I'm I'm working with uh, Kevin and just dealing with you know, the full gamut of what, what was happening right, right. Uh, in, in Washington, D.C. So you've been super involved. Or you've seen Kevin. I've seen, I mean, I, it's interesting is that I, my career, I started with Bill Thomas at the peak of his, at the, the height of his, okay. of his career. Mm-hmm. Um, he was chairman of the Ways and Means. I mean, a uh, very powerful individual. And then starting uh, with Kevin, I mean, I, I, at the very ground level, I mean, he was a freshman and then he kind of, mm-hmm. and then I could, I, I, I was with Kevin for his rise. Right. Um, so you've been, you kind of rose together. Yeah. So sense. we rose together. Yeah, in cool. sense. And, and Kevin's like a father figure to me. I mean, mm-hmm. he's like my second dad. Right. And, right. um, so I worked for Kevin and then, uh, and kind of, uh, and had a blast. One of the best experiences of my uh, adult life. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so the seat opens up, um, to run for the assembly. Shannon Grove, an amazing leader in our community. Mm-hmm. Um, she is termed, she was termed out, um, uh, in, in the legislature for this, for the assembly. And, um, and so they were looking to see who would run for that, for that seat. And, um, and a number of people in the community approached me and said, hey, you know the community, you know the issues, you're from Bakersfield, um, you're, you know Kern County, like the back of your hand. Yeah, yeah. Um, you should consider running. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so I actually uh, never anticipated running for office. I kind of liked being behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, it, you, you get it, we got that one opportunity that, you know, that opens up, you know, you say, why not do it? Um, I felt like I could make a difference and, you know, there's no greater honor than representing your hometown mm-hmm. um, in the state legislature. That's crazy that you're an 18 year old kid, or yeah, yeah. Well, it was, I was 17, 18 at that time. You took a chance, and then you took never thought it would be it would get you here. Yeah, yeah. So and so I ran and and I won, mm-hmm. and so now I'm in my second term in the state legislature, mm-hmm. uh, and then uh, and then running for my third. But you know, it's kind of interesting. Like everyone tells you all the things that uh, the significance of things after the fact, but like, you know, as an Asian American, mm-hmm. um, growing up in Bakersfield, you know, 
Uh, I'm the first Asian American to represent Kern County in the state legislature ever. Mm-hmm. And so that's really cool. But at the end of the day, it's like, you know, I, this is one of the greatest honors. Uh, and of course, with everything going on in the world right now and in, yeah. in America, um, you know, it's a, it's a critical time in our history and it's, it's, it's unprecedented, but um, it's a chance to make a real difference in helping people. Right. But when I look back at your story, that just shows that it's good to try new things. It's good to take a chance at new things because you never know where it oh, yeah. you. Right. You started an internship with Bill Thomas and then brought you to Washington, D.C., where you finished uh, your school in Princeton and then right. led you to more opportunities. Sometimes the things, sometimes the things that you, you plan to do, like never materialize. Right. But the things that, but there, there'll be new opportunities that happen mm-hmm. that um, you never would have imagined that would give you right. um, a greater, uh, a greater, you can have a greater impact. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had a, a, so my mentor and professor at UCLA, <clears throat> he had me do this, which is interesting, humorous now, but so I was deciding, I was trying to figure out what I was going to do after my time at UCLA. Right. And so he said, take out a piece of paper and I want you to plan out your next 10 years. Wow. And so, you know, I take 15 minutes to, you know, <laughs> 15 to, minutes for your next 10 years. And I'm, I'm writing down all the things I want to do. He, yeah. didn't, he only gave me 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. And then uh, he goes, okay. And so I, I hand him this piece of paper and he's like, okay, take that piece of paper and throw it away mm-hmm. because it's never, it's never going to work out the way that you want it to. Right. I mean, right. sometimes it does and that's great. But right. a lot of times you just, there'll be opportunities that will present themselves. But if you're kind of stuck in one direction, you'll, you'll, you'll miss those chances. So you're saying to stay open-minded? <clears throat> so stay open-minded and, and learn new skills. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of times we get in a, in a, in it's human nature, right? Yeah, we yeah. like to do things we're good at. Yes. And so we stick to the things we're good at. Mm-hmm. But sometimes it's like, you know, I was a horrible public speaker, uh, um, growing up. And did you have a stutter? You I just stuttered mm-hmm. when I was young. And so if, if you had met me when I was in elementary school, junior high, you would never imagine me doing the thing that I'm doing, uh-huh. but that's the thing. Like but you, you work at it. Um, you know, people don't like speaking in front of people. They don't like, um, sometimes, uh, you know, they don't want to participate in campaigns. They don't want to, um, but, but those things, they don't, it's not like they don't like it. They just don't know. It just seems kind of intimidating. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. And, and public it, speaking is the number one fear. Too. Yeah. So the things that, to, to, but if you think just because you're intimidated by it, don't let that dissuade you from not trying it. Mm-hmm. I mean, you may try it and, and like it and that may be, and you learn, you learned a new skill. Yeah. You may try it and you hate it and it just reconfirms what you already know. And I can agree with you on this because I didn't know a thing about podcasting was a little bit nervous about it. I didn't know how it would pan out, how if it would even work at all. But I gave it I gave it a chance, started in May in my parents' yeah. bedroom, interviewed my dad. And never did I think it would get me here where I'd be talking to you about exactly. similar things, like exactly. trying new things and it leads to new opportunities. Exactly. So I'm completely agree with you yeah. on that one. My sister my older sister interned uh, as well. Yes. And she did for not Bill, like politics. For Bill Thomas. For Bill Thomas. Okay. And she did not like politics right. after that. Right. And, and I, in turn, I loved it. And so, you know, and that's, that's an okay thing. That's mm-hmm. completely uh, healthy. And, and you just, you know, it's okay to try new things. Yes. Um, but anyway, so you're an assemblyman. What, in, in a very quick synopsis, what does an assemblyman do? Uh, so we, what assembly member does is yes. we represent um, uh, areas of the state of California. There's, there's 80 of us in the state legislature. We divvy up California into 80 regions and uh, each region elects someone to represent themselves right. in this in the state house, and so I get to represent 
the majority of Kern County. So my district goes from um, the Fraser Park area uh, to Bakersfield. Okay. I have about uh, 80-85% of Bakersfield. Mm-hmm. And then I go uh, west to Taft and then east through to Hatchaby to Ridgecrest. So, okay. Uh, those are my... The, the, that's the, the boundaries of it. Mm-hmm. And um, every community is great. I encourage everyone who hasn't been to any parts of Kern County to, to come and check it out. Because there's more than just Bakersfield. <clears throat> that's right. And, and yeah, so, so in, in the state legislature, we, I serve on a number of committees. Um, I'm the vice chair of the Transportation Committee. Mm-hmm. I'm on the Pension Committee, Budget, uh, Appropriations, um, a committee called Business and Professions, which right. we oversee um, any, any uh, license that comes through the state. Um, so if you want to be a stylist or work at a salon or, um, you know, you name your, you name your industry that gets some type of a license and that's not something that we oversee. Um, and so those are the, those are kind of the, the committees I serve on. Um, and this, I mean, and then of course with, with COVID and, and the pandemic that's happening, that's just kind of thrown a mm-hmm. whole host of challenges on top of that. But, um, you know, we write state laws. We try to oversee the, the uh, agencies that uh, exist in the state of California. Um, so anything that pertains to the state budget and to the, the, to the state government, um, we try to uh, manage it, improve it, and uh, make sure that it works. And of course, there it sounds are, very busy. <laughs> there are a lot of problems with the state government right, right now. Right. Uh, uh, clearly, uh, there's a lot of uh, work that we need to do, but mm-hmm. uh, it's certainly rewarding. A lot of times, I would say that um, people follow uh, very closely what happens on the on the federal level. Mm-hmm. What happens in Washington D.C., which I was, I worked uh, in that world for a little bit. But if you look at our daily lives, so many uh, things in our daily lives, whether it's our, our car registration, our tuition when you go to college um, at, at a UC or a CSU, um, your, gas, your, your gas tax. It uh, all costs money. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, the, 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 how, how things, how we build houses, how we build, um, how, you know, running a business in California, all those things are affected in, uh, with things that happen in D.C., but especially with things that happen in Sacramento. And so... Paying attention to what goes on in Sacramento is extremely important. So there's more than meets the eye. And you're in Sacramento. Are you in Sacramento a lot? I mean, uh, I'm I don't Sac- know about right now. Right now, it's a little different. But normally, yeah. my, if, when things were relatively normal, uh, I was in Sacramento four days a week, Monday through Thursday. Okay. Um, for about seven or eight months out of the year. Mm-hmm. Okay. So. And um, that's when I takes me to my next question. How's it been being a politician uh, during such a, such a surreal time like this? You know, you have a pandemic going on. You have the economy being shaken. Uh, it's just crazy. This has never happened before. I have. Uh, I clearly have not experienced anything like this in my uh, my short uh, career in public service. I mean, to have a, a pandemic and a and a and a to happen to have a, a recession occur and then of course all the challenges that existed yeah. pre-pandemic homelessness um the the, the high cost of living yeah. in california all those all our water challenges in in the central valley like all all those problems still exist yes and then now you've you've layered on top um just an, an economic crisis and a health health crisis so um you know it's tough i mean every day is a new day we, we kind of live um, you know, week to week, if I, I was having this conversation with a friend of mine that, you know, we were talking about something and it, it happened like two weeks ago, but it felt like mm-hmm. it was like a year ago. Right, I mean, right, time right. is just for, for such is hap- it's just standing still 
<clears throat> but you know the challenges are, are real like I spend you know our schools have real challenges whether they can open whether uh, how do you sanitize how do you keep teachers safe how do you keep uh, students safe well, these uh, are problems that people talked about but they're yeah we, but yeah they're, they're more they're, intense they're, like they're definitely more intense them. because because we you know we can't um, our society our economy uh, our healthcare system doesn't function if our schools aren't functioning at its full capacity. Mm-hmm. I mean, can you imagine having uh, nurses and doctors staying home with their kids and not not in the hospital? Right, no one's going to get cured. <laughs> yeah, imagine uh, imagine if you know you run a business and two or three of your employees are staying home with their children. Um, so I mean, that's that, and that's just one part of 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 what we're working with. Then you've got the economy in general, trying to keep businesses open. Mm-hmm. Uh, today, you know, the county has a challenge of trying to get off this state monitoring list because because we're on it now. Um, our gyms and our um, salons and our barbershops and and all those industries they have to close. You have got restaurants now that only can serve food um, uh, outdoors, which is is one hundred and two degrees yeah. uh, in Bakersfield, the hottest city in the world. That's right. <laughs> so, so you got so all these businesses. I mean. Everything's to, affected. Everything's affected. Yeah. Every so you're trying to keep businesses open. You're trying to get schools open safely. Uh, you're trying to protect. You're you're trying to prevent and limit the spread of COVID. Yeah. Which in and of itself is a, is it's a so many factors at once. Like yeah, our hospitals uh, have uh, staffing challenges um, with everything. So you know how do we get more testing? How do we do more uh, contact tracing? Yeah. Uh, how do we limit the spread of, of you know we got skilled nursing facilities that have outbreaks. Uh, you know, uh, your dad is involved in, in at, at the mission. Um, yeah. You know, how do you take care of the homeless? Exactly. And how do you keep it's them protected? And how do you keep the vulnerable populations protected? Um, you know, so all those things, like, it's just all happening at one time. Now, when you say all this is happening at one time, it can be very stressful. Uh, what keeps you going? Like, what's the light at the end of the tunnel for you to say, you know what, we're going to get through this, even though all this is compacted at once. It's, it's it, We're getting drenched by all these problems. Like, what keeps you going? Well, I mean, a part of it is, is, is you just gotta, you know, it's faith, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that, that things will get better. Um, you know, we've, we as a country, we as a community have always risen to the occasion. Yes. Always. So it, so whatever challenge it may be, you know, I think we, we will come together, um, and, 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 and rally and, and deal with this challenge just like we've, we have in the past. Um, you know, I've done a lot of, um, research in just terms of like previous pandemics previous um crises and the the challenges that we've experienced that we're experiencing today um they're the same challenges that have existed in the past you know the the challenges of reopening the challenges of of economic um uh downturn and 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 recovery um they're just you know worse than they were because yeah i mean at the time i mean 1918 versus today i mean certainly we you know, social media didn't exist then. Um, you <laughs> no, know, the not. travel, the travel, we were definitely more a tighter knit society. But, you know, history does tend to repeat itself. Yes. And we're, we're just working itself through it. It's interesting, um, you know, people kind of talk about, um, you know, it, we, we are divided as a country. Um, you know, politics is, uh, is very acrimonious right now. But then it's interesting when people are telling me, and I've watched Hamilton, and, you know, and everyone's, <laughs> and the thing is, you know, you talk about like, the negativity and the acrimony that existed in that's being yeah. shown in that play. Well, it's the same thing. And that was 250 <laughs> years ago. That's right. When we were not united, we were trying to get that's right. United we're trying. Yes. I think we're back to that right now. So I think what, um, 
what keeps me going is mm-hmm. just the opportunity to help people. I mean, it's, it's hard um, uh, because, you know, you, you, I'm getting phone calls of people who've lost their jobs, mm-hmm. who are, you know, trying to get unemployment benefits, who are, you know, trying to just pay their bills, keep their, keep their, pay their mortgage, uh, keep their car payments going. Uh, and it's hard because, you know, you, you talk to, to, you're talking to real people with real challenges, with real consequences. With very tough problems. With very tough problems. Time. And um, and there's really no solution. And, well, you know, and, and well, that's... One a, final solution. But, you know, it, in, in some ways, it's like, it's, it's an opportunity, like, if we can get them uh, their unemployment benefits, if we can get um, their business reopened, if we can get... Um, our hospitals um, staffing uh, uh, issues resolved. I mean, those have huge uh, benefits to our community. And so I, I take what I do very seriously because it has a real impact on real people. There's very important consequences. Real, exactly. On, even on, 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 on one scale, uh, from, uh, on a huge sliding scale, just on an individual level, a huge, uh, important, hugely <clears> important. <throat> but as a community... Um, you know, it would it, it could turn the tide on a lot of things. Mm-hmm. So, so that's what keeps me going is just the 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 motivation to help people as well as uh, faith that uh, we'll get through it. And we're gonna get through it. We, every obstacle we face, we end up getting through it. That's right. Whether it's World War Two, whether it's nine eleven, uh, whether it was the recession twelve years ago, we're we're gonna get through it. And it may take some time. It may take a little That's longer right. than other. I mean, you're like, uh, how old are you? I'm 17. 17. Yeah. You weren't even alive during 9-11. I was not. <laughs> and so, I mean, so, so every generation has their challenge. Yes. Uh, in, in your generation now is, is facing uh, this pandemic. At a very at, young age, at, too. At a very young age. I mean, And so, you know, two, three years from now, looking back, uh, when we have this in the rearview mirror, mm-hmm. um, you know, we're like, remember that time when we had that <laughs> pandemic? And, I'll have a story to tell my kids one day. <laughs> exactly. So... You know, it's the uncertainty of life, but it's also the, an opportunity to grow and to grow and, 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 yeah. and persevere. And um, and we always have to, and we just, it just helps us hopefully become better people. Yeah. Like as I mentioned before, when this first started, I was, I was bored out of my mind. I didn't know what to do. So I started podcasting. I started jogging because it was a close thing. I had to swim, you know, when you jog, you're trying to get your time. To you know, it's out. amazing watching everyone, uh, kind of endure and persevere through this pandemic. Yeah, you learn uh, new skills. You learn new <laughs> skills. I, I, I've come to the conclusion that I'm not as creative as everybody else. People were like <laughs> writing plays and songs and doing videos. And and I was like, man, I really got to, you know, I, I, I've started reading some more, more like non-work books, something that's a little bit more enjoyable. Right. But um, it's, it, it's, it's, and I'm just glad, glad baseball is back. So I mean, I can just finally, sports. Yeah. exactly. Oh, I hope uh, an NBA starts soon. So that's right. Things are looking a little bit better. Yeah, we got a little bit, a little bit of little, the lights are going to come through the right. tunnel just a, little, a bit now. A little bit of normalcy, <laughs> even though it's going to be a little There's different. There's no fans, which it's is a little awkward. Yeah, exactly. Big scrimmage, but exactly. As, as, as long as we're being entertained by professional athletes, I think we'll be okay. We'll see. We'll <laughs> see. Hopefully, there'll be some entertainment there. Right. Now, um, as we get into our next question, um, how can you, you were just talking about serving the community, helping the people out here so we can get through this tough time. But when, so you're talking about that from a pandemic, you know, circumstance or whatever, but let's say that my, forget about the pandemic, how can people get involved with the community to make a change? No matter what season we're in, no matter how old they are, no matter if it's a pandemic, not a pandemic, right. a recession or not a recession, how can people get involved and change the community? Well, I think if everyone has, a, has um, 
an ability to to give back. Yes. And uh, and it, it, it and a lot of people think like okay, well, running for office and and serving in a in an elected capacity. I mean, that is definitely one way to give back. And I right. encourage um, uh, individuals who have a passion for public service to consider running for office um, if that's something that they're passionate mm-hmm. about. But you don't have to be elected to 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 office. Uh, to, uh, and to, that's what a lot of people say. Yeah. Think. <clears throat> but yeah, like if you're passionate about education, you know, volunteer at a school. Um, you know, be a tutor, um, you know, especially now uh, with, with kind of dis- distance learning and, and hopefully trying to get kids back catching up to, to where they need to be educationally. Um, you know, that's important. I mean, and that was, and, and being, but being a mentor and being a, a tutor is important whether there was a pandemic you're or still not. helping people. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I mean, volunteering at a homeless shelter, um, you know, if you're passionate about homelessness, you know, uh, doing community drives, mm-hmm. Volunteering, that's huge. If you're passionate about healthcare, you know there's other ways to participate um, as well. I mean, I for me, it's a, it's always if if you just if you want to make the community a better place, just look for ways uh, to to do something, whether it's big or small. Um, there's there's always an opportunity. Yes, and um, and so and it's it's also just paying attention to what's going on in the community. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's it could be getting involved in a nonprofit. Um, you know, participating on a board, if, if that's something that you're, um, that you're passionate about, you know, uh, we have, uh, I just had a friend of mine, their, their kids did a lemonade stand, raising money for the mission. Wow. Um, awesome. and, um, and I think she shout raised, out to them. That's right. <laughs> she, ra- she raised, uh, I think she raised, Bella raised about 300 or so dollars. It's a lot of money um, for lemonade. Yeah. For lemonade, lemonade. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's just that those little things like, uh, you know, cleanup, uh, doing, doing community cleanups, you know, um, you know, doing, uh, you know, picking up in a park. Um, there's so many opportunities if you if you really just want to do something to, right. to help. Um, I mean, there's a there's just so many opportunities to, mm-hmm. to make our community a better place. Right. So keep your eyes open, like you're saying. Keep open minded because yeah. there's always going to be problems in the community. There's always going to be right. problems, and in it, the world. and it's whatever you're passionate about. Uh-huh. If you if you if you want to help, um, you know, young people. There's and 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 there's ways to help them. There's if you're uh, passionate about healthcare, you know, there's definitely tremendous opportunities in the there's healthcare. There's always healthcare opportunities, oh, yeah. always new Education. Ways. So whatever you're passionate about, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, I certainly um, I have a, a, a definitely believe that education is a great equalizer. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm very involved in the education space. I'm on the board of the Jim Burke Education Foundation. Mm-hmm. Um, I got started on that board before I was elected. So um, Honor Flight Kern County um, is, was a great organization that I got involved in. Uh, we were raising money to to send uh, World War II and, and Korean War veterans back to Washington, D.C. to see their memorials. Uh, now we're sending Vietnam vets back to, um, to that's D.C. That's amazing. Wow. So that's a great opportunity if you care about, if you want to get involved in veterans issues. Um, so the sky's the limit in yeah. terms of what our community, what's available in our community mm-hmm. to, to, um, to, to get involved. And we're all placing different... Um areas and aspects um in life you know you're a politician i'm a high schooler but i can still make a change wherever i'm at sure yeah. oh yeah i mean I, w- regardless of age it's just interesting when i tell when i speak to to schools and yeah, yeah. to um and uh to college on college campuses and in high schools right i never use the phrase like uh potential leader or you know uh, uh upcoming leader or, mm-hmm. or future leader because mm-hmm. You know, we can all be leaders yeah. in, in, in whatever whatever uh, season of our life we're in. 
we can always do something to show um, commitment and leadership in our community. Especially in the season right now. <laughs> Especially, and it's our, our community is known for its generosity. We're known for our ability to help each other. Mm-hmm. And now more than ever, we need to rally together. And it's just, it, it's just, you could just start a phone tree calling people who, uh, who are vulnerable, you know, vulnerable populations who are senior citizens. Yes. Just like, hey, yes. you know, do you need me to pick up groceries for you mm-hmm. and, and drop them off on your doorstep? Do you, right. do you just need someone to talk to? Um, mm-hmm. You know, that doesn't seem like a big deal, but if you know, if you know someone that just hasn't talked to someone in a little bit, that's, that's life-changing. Them. That's a change right there, and it, it's simple too. Exactly. It doesn't take you don't have to be super smart. You don't have to be a politician to do it. You can. No, I do it. I mean, yeah. I, I call people all the time, just <laughs> yeah. check, making sure. I mean, they're friends and their neighbors and their um, their colleagues. But it's like, hey, I, how you doing? Mm-hmm. Like, can I do anything? That for goes you? a long way. Yeah, I mean, and people are dealing with uh, a lot of things. I mean, I always I, someone sent me this uh, quote, and it's like, <laughs> you never, you want every interaction with you to be a positive one yes. because you and because you could be the only positive experience that they had that day mm-hmm. right because you, you made a change right there yeah because you have some you have people dealing with covid you've got people dealing with stresses, stresses in their ha- in their household uh, financially or you know just, you know a parent trying to take care of their young kids mm-hmm. and so you want if when they deal with you when they interact with you you know you you have a choice you, yeah you could be a positive experience or it could be a negative exactly one. and you know you you have the opportunity to make that person's day and hopefully everyone does that that's an amazing message right there vince um as we're going to start to wind down yeah. get to our last question it's been an amazing podcast so far no, thanks I for having very me. enjoyed it very much but as we get down to our last question it's it's one of the uh one of the tougher ones and a question people need to hear and i'm no pressure on you i do sell my guests whether yeah. it was my teacher or my dad or a friend i always give them one last question okay. and it's usually a tougher question sure. but uh without further ado um what's one last piece of advice you can you can give the american people and this community about staying strong throughout this whole pandemic? Because before you answer, because people can turn on the news, they can look on their phones and it, it looks like there's no end in sight. You know, you, you turn on the news and it says, oh, it's gonna be a spike in, in fall or there's gonna be a second outbreak in winter. Like, you know, that's not the best news to hear, especially now and, sure. and people are saying we're going back to phase one. Like, you know, people don't wanna hear that news, but how can, What's what's some advice you can give people to to stay strong throughout this whole? Uh, That's a tough experience. question. I know it is. I mean, look, like th- th- there is a lot of there's a lot of information out there right now. Um, some of it uh, is accurate. Some of it not so accurate. Um, there's a lot of noise. There's a lot of acrimony. There's a lot of frustration. There's yeah. a lot of anxiety. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And so my advice is that at the end of the day, you know, we all collectively have to do our part to help each other. Yep. And um, and it's and if we all do a little bit to help one another, um, we'll get through it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's to stay. My advice is to, to stay optimistic, to keep the faith. Um, you know, we will get through this. But you know, there are going to be trials, mm-hmm. and there are going to be challenges, and there are going to be setbacks. And is are things going to work perfectly? Are there going to be um, um, uh, mistakes made and things to be improved upon? Absolutely, but. Uh, you know, everyone is doing their best. Our nurses are working hard. Our doctors are working hard. Our hospitals are working hard. Our first responders are working hard. Those who are in elected office um, are are trying to make the best decisions uh, with imperfect information. Right. And uh, and and you'll agree with some of their decisions, and you'll disagree with some of their decisions. And and it's up to the community and to the public at large to hold them accountable. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, you know, uh, it's the, what's important 
is that we're in it together. We have to stand united. We're, we're, we're a team and we rise and fall together. Mm-hmm. And, One balance uh, sound. Exactly. And so for us to get through this, um, I think that you know, there's going to be medical breakthroughs. There's going to mm-hmm. be treatments that will, will come forward um, in the coming months, um, uh, maybe even as early as like October, November, December. Um, you know, with, with, a, with new drug treatments and plasma treatments and, and maybe a vaccine in the future. So the, all those things, I think, give me hope. Um, and I think we have, the, we have the most talented people working on it. And uh, as long as um, we as a community stay together and uh, stay positive and help one another, I think we'll be okay. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, as I usually say, when someone gives a, a perfect answer like that, I always say, you hit the nail right on the head and you fired me up. So who's, who's ever listening to this, um, really, really take that to heart. We're, we're gonna have to stay united. And, and I think that one of the most important things that you said is we're gonna get through it together. Absolutely. You, you, history is very important to look at. Everything that the American people have faced, that this nation has faced, we get through it at the end of That's the right. day. But one thing, uh, the common theme throughout that is people rose together. We all stood together. And I think that's going to be the deciding factor at the end of the day, you know, it, it will happen. So when they say wear a mask, wear a mask. <laughs> well, you know, that's thing. Like there were, it's okay to disagree. Yeah. And we're going to have debates and we're going to, and, and there will be, um, you know, arguments on both sides and our system, our, our, our political system and our, and our, our, our government system is designed on collaboration and agreement and disagreement <clears throat> and debate. And we can have that uh, debate, but at the end of the day, we all want, the same thing. Mm-hmm. We want to get through this pandemic. We want our businesses open. We want our schools uh, open. We want everyone to be we safe. We want our lives back. We want, yeah. we, we want everyone to be safe and healthy. Mm-hmm. And so whatever we need to do um, to get there, like that's what that, I encourage everyone to, to, to just exercise the caution, wear a mask if they can't distance, uh, wash their hands, um, you know, be, stay six feet apart if you can. Um, you know, those are the best the scientific, um, you know, advice that we have right now. And mm-hmm. as we get more data and as we get more um, treatments, then, you know, of course, those things will, will, will evolve and, and change. But at the end of the day, if we all help each other, we'll get through this. Mm-hmm. I, I completely agree with you. Um, well, uh, Mr. Vince Fong, thank you for being on. Um, usually my episodes uh, have some... Uh, I don't know how to say it, but like funny charisma in it. Uh, this wasn't one of those episodes. This was one of uh, one of my more serious episodes, and I purposely wanted it like that because I feel as uh, it's going to be August soon. That's when school is supposed to start. A lot of things have uh, been shifted around. You know, the school year is not going to start out like how it normally does. Sports are pushed all the way back to December or yeah. January. I think your back. school pushed back till the end of August, right? Potentially. Uh, well, we we'll follow the CIF, so we're BCHS is going to be resuming fall sports slash practice for fall sports December, November. Right. But school though. A uh, school is supposed to be August. Yeah. Uh, uh, later I think later in August. Yeah, I think August twenty something or twenty yeah. fourth. But we'll we'll find out what happens. But at the end of the day we're gonna get to it to get through it together. That's right. We'll come we're, back and do a more humorous one. <laughs> you know what I would like that. It would be a uh, the aftermath, you know That's right. uh, to see how far we come. But um anyway, thank you for being on, Vince. Uh, I hope I best of luck to you in in we're, we're in Sacramento and politics and government. I uh, wish the best of luck. But anyway, folks, thanks for joining Season 2, Episode 3. Uh, amazing episode. Uh, stay tuned. We're going to have more episodes coming out. A uh, potential guest is probably either going to be Jovi Mongold. She uh, 
has some interest in it. And maybe, just maybe, if I work hard, like I did for my finale episode, whoever was with that finale episode, I worked hard to get a special guest. If I, I'm going to have to work hard to get uh, Congressman Kevin McCarthy, but if we're, I can do it. We're going to work on that. Yeah, if, we're going to all have to work together. We're gonna, it's me I'm, I'm going to send him a text right now. <laughs> yeah. we'll, get, we'll get him on you. But, uh, yeah, anyway, if uh, if that can work out, that'd be awesome. But thanks for joining this episode, folks. Have a good one.